the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart plain talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow his... It's Sunday, 4 o'clock, and that means it's the best hour in radio of the entire week. Yes, it is, and uh, as we approach the last now few hours of 2023, it could be the best hour in radio of the entire year. Heck, who knows? But I will tell you, we are going to recap the year. And what a year it was. I uh, believe that it was a year of shift, tectonic shift. Uh, It wasn't just isolated incidents, which most years combine to create a volume of work and interest on politics, Israel, and the law. But this was an entire shift this year, and we're going to talk a little bit about that on the show and in the context of politics, Israel, and the law, which, of course, we talk about each week on the Victory Hour, 4 o'clock Sundays, 1280 a.m., The Patriot Live on the radio, and, uh, of course, the podcast surfaces just hours later, and you can get it. You can get up to 300 episodes. Follow me on Facebook as well, and you can watch us live or, when uploaded, not live, but still watch nonetheless. Live stream anywhere. We've got folks watching from Israel, as well as coast-to-coast here in the States. And again, uh, go on Facebook and you can, uh, again, watch us live. Now, we're talking uh, certainly about Israel. I want to open this uh, show with an update regarding Israel and what is happening The IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, isn't interesting. I believe it's the only army in the world that is identified as a defense force, which is what Israel's army is and has always been operating in defense of its ancestral homeland. And if you have listened to the show at all, you know that the indigenous people 
of the land of Israel, which is much larger borders than the current borders of the state of Israel. Uh, the indigenous people are the Jews. They're well before Islam even existed. Hundreds upon hundreds of references to Israel, to Jerusalem, in the Old Testament as it's referred to as well as the New Testament. No references to it, nor to Palestine. No references to Palestine, I should say. It is also referenced in the Quran, by the way, Israel. No references to Palestine in any of those books, and nor has there ever been such a country. The indigenous people to the land are the Jews, the Israelite Jews, and then thereafter. And the reestablishment of the state of Israel in 1948 does not change that at all. So the IDF is pushing further into Gaza as it operates to root out Hamas terrorist organization, both above ground and has to operate below ground. One of the most difficult, because it is hand-to-hand city-urban combat, but it's not only above ground, it's also below ground, so it's one of the most difficult army landscapes to traverse of any battle anywhere. So it takes an extraordinary amount of time and it has resulted in significant casualties, fatalities for Israelis. Israelis who do not want to be in this war, who do not want to have to have fought this war. And all that it would take to end this war is the disarmament of Hamas, is the removal of Hamas as leaders of Gaza. And why should the Palestinians want a terrorist organization to lead them? Why should they? Because they support them. Palestinians generally, to be clear, Hamas are Palestinians. The organization is fully made up of Palestinians. Now, are all Palestinians Hamas? No. But many are, and in Gaza, the vast majority are. No question about it. Israeli troops have struck 200 additional Hamas sites just in the last few days. Israeli soldiers have gone deep into Khan Yunus in the south, killing many Hamas terrorists, destroying the infrastructure there. And they are in building-to-building battles with Hamas terrorists, some of the most fierce, because Khan Yunus in the south of Gaza uh, is where 
most of the Hamas underground as well as their infrastructure and headquarters are located. Many of the buildings have been booby-trapped with explosives to be triggered when Israeli soldiers go in. And so they are being destroyed both from the air and through tank armament. According to the IDF, Israeli troops have eliminated nearly a 1,000 Hamas operatives in the northern city of Shijaya, where Israel believes it has now completed the majority of its operation to destroy the Hamas stronghold. It was a stronghold. Objectives are being met. And in order to finally achieve the goal of removing Hamas, of eliminating Hamas, to never return again, and to liberate the Palestinian people from the leadership of Hamas, which has destroyed Palestinian culture, Palestinian self-autonomy, led with fear, death, and destruction, theft, and corruption. All of that resulting in despair. And despite the amount of humanitarian aid that is provided, I've seen video of humanitarian aid, extraordinary amounts from Israel, from the West, from the U.S., going to Gaza, going to the Palestinians, and it being taken by their leadership, Hamas, and in direct work with UNRWA, United Nations Relief Workers Agency. UNRWA, a UN agency working with Hamas to steal the aid from civilians and to hijack the sources of that aid. It's been going on for years. It has allowed Hamas to build these tunnels and to control anyone who might oppose Hamas. Just uh, in the last couple of days, numerous humanitarian trucks, uh, dozens entered Gaza carrying food, water, medical supplies, and other goods. And the IDF has continued its daily four-hour tactical pauses, regardless of the fact that Hamas rejected a ceasefire. The uh, tactical pauses to enable civilians to replenish the aid that was getting through. And again, much of it was taken. That's what's happening in Israel as Israel continues its military campaign in a manner that puts Israelis at great, great risk beyond what other countries would ever do because they engage in warfare rules, rules of warfare that are second to none from a moral perspective.
When we come back, we're going to turn to the year that was, 2023, the year of shift, tectonic shift. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about politics, a bit more about Israel and anti-Semitism, and the law. All three issues today in the context of 2023. Jot this down in the next uh, several weeks. We hope to have on, again, uh, Selena Zito, author, columnist, political expert, as well as uh, reports from Israel. And we're going to try to get Dean Phillips, U.S. presidential candidate, on the show the next few weeks as well. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back after this short break. Go to ParkerDK.com. Stay with us. Joining us once again, it's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and we're talking about 2023, politics, Israel, and the law in 2023. So let me tell you the way I feel about 2023. I feel as if we have, almost like no other year, moved away from founding principles, moved away from founding values, the basics, really. Let's not murder one another. And let's hold people accountable for the consequences of their actions when they harm others in particular. Let's not steal property that is not ours. And let's hold people responsible when they do. Let's not gossip and hurt others. Let's not be silent in the face of evil. And let's, in fact, fight against Loudly, strongly, fight against evil. And let's not covet what others may have, but live a full life that we build. Well, We forgot about a lot of that, didn't we? And in fact, we have forgotten about a lot of that for many, many years. But this year, we see the results. Some actually would call it the fruits of our labor. I don't find it to be fruits at all. Reaping the benefits? Hardly. Maybe the difficulties coming home to roost after all of the years 
of ignoring, of being an apologist for, of excusing conduct and messaging that has gotten us to where we are now, of accepting woke ideology, of accepting protests and marches in the street that call for the death and destruction of others, specifically. And then claiming, oh, that kind of rally and protest, that's okay. Well, unless Donald Trump incites it and people storm the Capitol. Then the justice system kicks in, which, by the way, for those violators, it should kick in. But to ignore it, when people are calling for the death, genocide of all Jews, openly, and to hide behind principles that are not to protect such, at some of our highest learning institutions is disgraceful and nothing short. And how the heck did we get here? Well, in 2023, we see it in stark relief, don't we? It's really quite shocking to many people on the left and on the right, liberal and conservative, How the heck did we get here? Well, most of us ought to just look in the mirror and go, did I speak up? Did I do anything over the last many, many, many years while this was all building and growing right under our feet? We knew it was there, but ah, it's not a big deal. I don't want to worry my calm, peaceful life. Well, these marches in the street are going to get worse unless we do something about them, and that is bring our values, our law and order to them. But for years, Hollywood has been corrupt with this sort of mentality, academia, worse yet, to the point where we now have openly anti-Semitic professors teaching anti-Semitism in the classroom. Teaching it and claiming that is scholarly research. Claiming that Israel is something that it absolutely is not, just blatantly lying. And those who would defend Israel find themselves having to apologize for Israel. And they've been doing it for years. Liberal Jews in this country have been doing it for years. And it's wrong. We should not be apologizing for Israel. When Israel does something wrong, just like when any other country does, we call them out. But not beyond and in an exceptional standard that no others apply or that apply to no others. So is it a wonder that you have students on campus attacking Jewish students? That's what we have built. Our generation, my generation, 
That's what we have sowed. And here's the harvest. And it ain't pretty. Look at local uh, politics in big cities. It's crazy days. You didn't think you could get a worse mayor in Chicago. Well, you got one. And what about media and journalism? It is so ridiculously corrupt. I mean, you can't even watch some of the news because it isn't news at all. And it's such stupidity and blatant lies, particularly about the Middle East. The complete ignorance about the Middle East is so disturbing. Even on Fox News, I was watching. And when I say even on, I mean, you know, that's that's a more conservative news channel. People nowadays believe if you're conservative, you're going to support Israel as if Israel is some conservative country. It's one of the most liberal countries in the world uh, in terms of social justice and social policy, of course. Yes, it is. That's the truth. That's the fact. But in the U.S., if you know, you're know you conservative and you watch Fox News, you're thinking, well, they're reporting on the Middle East. It's got to be accurate. It's not. It's not that it's weak or strong. It's just inaccurate in so many respects. Every time I flip it on and I'm watching. So it runs the gamut. And media has gotten to the point where it prints only those things that are in its narrative. And in 2023, it reached a crescendo. Newspapers are are printing the narrative, the, the column written by the mayor of Gaza. He's a Hamas terrorist. He's the mayor of Gaza. Half of what he says is a pack of complete lies. And it's being printed. While you recall they shut down Tom Cotton not long ago when he was talking about COVID, they wouldn't print it. A U.S. senator claiming, well, it's, you know, it's not true what he's saying. Well, first off, it was entirely true what he was saying. But secondly, who's the purveyor and decider of truth? What, the, God, the, the mayor of Gaza is speaking truth? It's a disgrace. While the pro- 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 progressive left have openly now, openly, and the, and the woke community has openly anti-Israel and pro-Hamas, pro-murder, pro-hate, pro-burning babies, pro-decapitating mothers, Holocaust survivors, burning people alive. That's who these people support. And we're seeing it now in 2023, sadly. The anti-Semitism that has come home is so disturbing. And it is not just about hate of Jews. It is about hate of the values that Judaism holds so dear and is at the foundation of being Jewish. 
and those are the same Judeo-Christian values that most of the people in this country want and want to live by. So anti-Semitism is an attack on us all. The point of the spear may be the Jew at this moment, but it goes well beyond. That's what 2023 has shown us. Let's learn from it. We're going to be right back after this short break. Go to parkerdk.com. Got a lot more. We're going to talk politics and the law in the next segment. It'll be interesting. Stay tuned. It's the Victory Hour. Happy New Year, almost. It is coming up in just a few uh, hours as we launch into 2024. We're going to talk about 2024 in the next segment. Uh, so uh, make sure to stay with us. But for now, I I want to do a little bit of a look back to 2023 and politics and the law. As it relates to politics, in 2024, in November, we're going to have a presidential election. You're all aware of that. In 2023, the players started to line up. More officially, they actually started to line up even before, but quite officially started to line up. So this great country, who I just talked about the shift that we are facing. uh, And it's a real one, and it is a very difficult one, one that I have not seen in my lifetime. Who is it that it looks like we are going to be choosing from to lead this greatest nation on God's green earth? Well... We have the current president, who many say is addled with age, unable to do what it takes to lead a sixth-grade trip to the zoo, let alone the United States of America and the leader of the free world. And the most powerful position anywhere in the world. And if you watch him operate, you'd have a tendency to agree that he doesn't appear to have that capacity. Certainly the capacity to negotiate and deal with foreign leaders, for example. And at this particular time, that's a big, big deal. Uh, But also the capacity to understand the impact of what he is doing, particularly as it relates to the economy and inflation, 
the fact that nobody's wages are keeping up with inflation. We're falling behind every year. The fact that it hurts the poor the most, and they're getting hammered. And so it builds a complete underclass in society, which is the worst thing that can happen in the United States. And then a welfare state gets formed. People rely on the government, lose the self-esteem in their God-given gifts. And you have a malaise that falls over the country. That's what an economy like this does. And the American dream, further and further from any young person's reach, let alone middle-aged person. Number of people now that can actually afford based on their income uh, a home at the interest rates that are currently being offered out there is down to under 20% of our population. It's just crazy. Before COVID, it was 40 to 50%. It is a very low number historically. That's what pumping trillions of dollars into the economy does. That's what liberal economic policy does. It has never worked. And administration after administration has understood that. They've driven the debt up, but at least we had decades of low interest rates and low unemployment and people doing pretty well. Remember the Clinton eras? He's a Democrat, but he was a fiscal conservative. Well, now we're seeing crazy land and a president that isn't up to it. What about immigration policy? Not up to it. I mean, I'm not even going to get into it. You know what the issues are. I mean, it's, it is so dangerous to this country not to have immigration rules. And that's what we have. I'm not anti-immigration. I'm pro-immigration. Absolutely. But I'm anti-no rules. Anything goes. The disrespecting of law and order. This president's done nothing to help that. A weak military. One of the weakest in, since the 40s. The 1940s. Our military. That's dangerous. What about the battle over the First Amendment? Should be able to say almost anything. But not kill all the Jews. I mean, you can't say uh, electronic voting machines might be able to be hacked. No, no, you can't say that. You'll get canceled for that. But kill the Jews? That's all over the Internet. 2023. (laughs) How about the quality of our education? Not just K-12, although certainly K-12. They're learning to, to, to hate minority groups. The Jews, 
rewriting history, stating that Israel is some sort of a colonizing state that puts people who are not Jewish under their thumb. Couldn't be further from the truth. And all of you progressives out there, the gay community, even women, you're treated a lot worse in the Arab nations than virtually anywhere in the West and certainly far, far better with equal rights in Israel. Polarization in 2023, some of the widest gaps we have seen. Supreme Court has stepped in. Let's talk a little law. Top cases in 2023. Interesting. Forgiving student loans. Nope. Supreme Court said, "Uh uh-uh. Can't do that. You're overstepping your executive authority. Affirmative action in college admissions. Both Harvard and North Carolina were brought to the Supreme Court. Said, can't use race unless it is very focused and has a measurable objective. So it carved something out, but affirmative action took a big hit this year. Time off for Sabbath. An employee... uh, Wanted time off on Sunday because of his religious beliefs. And the court narrowed when an employer can require you to work when you have sincerely held religious beliefs. You have to show that it would result in substantial increased costs to allow you the time off. Federal election laws. State courts still control. That was a close one in the courts. Online messages and true threats. This is one that deals with defamation handled by the Supreme Court. Immigration and deportation. The court sided with the administration, the Biden administration, allowing a focus of deportation on recent crossers rather than going back and dealing with them across the board because the administration claimed they didn't have enough money to do all of what was needed to do. So they effectively are doing nothing. Race and congressional districts, big decision this year in 2023 regarding the Voting Rights Act in Alabama, 27% of the state electorate is black, and therefore the court said on a five-to-four surprise decision in the courts that two of the seven districts in Alabama had to be drawn such that black uh, electorate could elect a representative in those two districts. Not necessarily, but could, based on the population. Racial gerrymandering what it's called. So those are some cases that uh, were heard by the court and decided reshaping a number of important issues here in the United States in 2023 that you may not have heard a lot about. We're going to come back after this short break and 
talk a bit about 2024 and also those who passed away in 2023 in this past year. Just a few hours away from 2024. Get ready. It's going to be a good one. We'll be right back after this short break. Go to parkerdk.com. Premier law firm, downtown Minneapolis, Parker Daniels keyboard. Stay with us. This is the final segment of 2023, the year that was the great shift. And as we move into 2024, let's remember for a moment some of those uh, who passed away in 2023 who you know, fit into the category, I guess, of famous. Not that that is worthy of itself of anything much, but these are people who were pretty darn good at what they did. And I speak not as to them as people, as I don't know. But their names that you will remember. Jimmy Buffett passed away in 2023, as you may recall. Tina Turner, Sinead O'Connor, one of my favorites, Shane McGowan, Tony Bennett, Gordon Lightfoot, Burt Bacharach, Jeff Beck, Dave Crosby of Crosby, Seals and Nash, and Young. Uh, And then on the field or the court or the rink, some of my childhood icons or idols on the field, at least, or the court or the rink. Many of them, several, passed away this year. Bobby Hull, number one, my favorite hockey player when I was growing up. I always used to wear number nine. Bobby Knight, who I still believe is or was one of the great coaches and teachers of uh, young men of our time. Yes, I know that he's quite controversial. That's my view of it. Brooks Robinson, perhaps the greatest third baseman of all time. Dick Butkus, perhaps the greatest middle linebacker of all time. Willis Reed, one of the great centers of all time. All passed away this past year. And Bud Grant one of the great coaches as well, ever. And, of course, our favorite here in Minnesota. Joe Cap also passed away in 2023. A few others. Uh, the Iron Sheik, a wrestler. Now, the reason I bring him up is that Parker Rosen, my previous law firm, represented Iron Sheik in uh, some legal work. He passed away uh, this year. Chaim Topol passed away. Many of you may not know 
who Chaim Topol is, but he was the Fiddler on the Roof in the famous movie, Fiddler on the Roof. Israeli actor, he passed away this year as well. So what can we hope for and, in fact, demand in 2024 of ourselves and hopefully of others? I think first and foremost, we have to turn around the silence, the years of seeing wrong, seeing evil, and being silent and walking past. We cannot remain silent any longer. And we must demand better. We must not allow our kids to be educated the way they're being educated. We must not allow the hiring of anti-Semitic professors and the teaching of anti-Semitism in our schools, in our universities in particular, the teaching of Israel-hating, It's one of the great countries in the world, and it should be recognized as such. Just as the United States is, just as other countries of the West are. And it has one of the most socially liberal and progressive Supreme Courts, and it applies law and order across the board, blind to race, religion, color, ancestry. So we should not remain silent. And we should treat our fellow as we would hope to be treated. And that just is not happening. And it really does need to start happening. We've got to turn this around. It is not too late. I am optimistic. 2024 is going to be a very good year, a strong year, both for those here in this country, for the state of Israel, for peace in the Middle East. My hope is that We start down the path of the three steps toward a solution, toward peace. We rid Israeli uh, neighboring land of terrorist organizations. We remove or deal with the largest sponsor of terrorism around the world, and that is Iran. We make peace with the Arab neighbors in the Middle East and Israel, and then there will be peace and likely a country for the Palestinian people, not for Hamas, not for Islamic Jihad, not for Hezbollah, not for the Iranian Revolutionary Guard or the Iranian mullahs, 
but for those who want to be peace-loving people. In the Palestinian territories in Israel, whether they be Muslim or Jewish. And that's my hope. That's my hope for the coming year. It's a tall order, but it's one we can do if we do it together and if we don't remain silent, but get out and speak up for our values, for our ethics, for what we know to be right and good. Let's do it! It'll be great. Happy New Year! Happy New Year to you all, and uh, I bid you adieu until next week, our first show of 2024. Join us. Until then, Happy New Year and have a great week. Go to ParkerDK.com. Until next time, he leaves you with these words from Winston Churchill. All the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom. Justice. Honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.